So I'm Dominic. And I'm Luke Lasolano. And I'm Michael. And this is our guest I'm speaker. Jacob Nix. Jacob Nix. What's going on, guys? Uh, cared, would you care to, you know, talk a little bit about yourself? Just like, you know, uh, where you're from, stuff am, like that? I'm a starting pitcher for the San Diego Padres. Currently injured, but... Um, I'm 23. I'm from Southern California. You know, I've been playing baseball all my life. All right, uh, Jacob. Oh, awesome. This is the first question I have for you. Uh, who inspired you as a young athlete? Oof. As a young athlete, man, I liked. I just I, like when I was younger. I I was a big. I was a huge Angels fan growing up. So I grew up like I love David Eckstein. I love Troy Percival. Um, obviously, you know, back then it was like A Rod was the man. Like Jeter, all those guys. So. I was, you know, I was obsessed with baseball from a young age. I collected all the baseball cards. You know, I have thousands of them at my house still. Um, any, any, yeah. any with some value to them today or not? Really? Honestly, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to go through there. I know I have like a Jim Tomei card that has like a piece of his bat in it. That one might be worth some money. Um, since he's a Hall of Famer now, yep. um, I'd have to look, man. I, I haven't gone through them in a long time. Were, were you concerned about, like, specific qualities as a young age or just looks, show, flashiness, how good they were? Or were you looking um, leadership-wise at what type of character they are bringing to the team? Honestly, I didn't – I you know, I didn't – the game was not nearly as flashy or as showy as it is now. It's obviously changed a lot um, over the years. And uh, really, I just – I liked good players. Um, gotcha. You know, I obviously Troy Percival back then, like, threw noise, and <laughs> nobody threw 98 back then, so it was like, oh, dude, this guy's sick. <laughs> so I, I, loved, I loved watching him, and my mom used to always tell me to throw, like, Percival. Are you a, are you a left-handed pitcher or a right-handed pitcher? I'm a righty. Righty, gotcha. <clears throat> and then um, what age uh, did you start playing baseball? Probably... Uh, I mean, the first official team I was on uh, was probably four on a t-ball team. Gotcha. Oh, those are the best. Uh, yeah, it was probably four. Um, and and do, I mean, what do you really remember anything at that age, or did you just remember having a blast with all your buddies? I I remember being the only kid to be able to hit it out of the park. That's amazing. For for my first couple of years, man, I was I was a big kid, and I was I was almost always the biggest kid on the field. Gotcha. Well, yeah, you're uh, pretty much pretty much in any of the sports. I <laughs> yeah, you're like six three now. You're still a pretty big, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm six three two thirty. So yeah, definitely not that at all. Like, <laughs> um, now I know size helps and stuff, but. uh <laughs> Who is your biggest influence or role model, and like what what qualities or or leadership skills you would say they possessed about them that you you really were influenced by? Um, so I mean, even still, my my biggest role model, I mean, from the time I was a young age, even still, is my grandfather. Um, you know, my my grandpa taught me everything about baseball growing up. My grandpa took me to the baseball or took me to the batting cages every day played catch with me almost every day like was he never my grandpa never missed a single high school practice i had um 
you know, when I played for Team USA and I spent a summer, I think I traveled, I'm, I'm going to try to rattle these off. I went to North or Minnesota, North Carolina, Seattle, <laughs> New Mexico, um, Taiwan. I, and all of these, I was there for at least a week and my, my grandpa was at every single one of them. That's great. You know, they, That's amazing. They, you know, they, when I played, when I played for IMG out in Florida, my grandparents packed up the motor home <laughs> When we we played in a tournament in Texas, and they they packed up the motorhome and drove out to Texas just to watch me pitch one game. Like, you know, they're they're awesome. They're uh, my grandma as well, um, but my grandpa primarily was the one who would you know spend hours with me playing and he trying to teach me, and always had baseball on at the house. Got you. Did he did he advise you with like any? I don't know, high school, college decisions, stuff like that. Did, was he a, or was he more like a motivator? Um, just life lessons, just life lessons and helping you get through it all. It was a lot of it was life lessons, yeah. But um, my whole family had, you know, had an impact on you know why I chose UCLA. Um, I wanted like I chose UCLA because I wanted to stay close to, you know, my family, and I, I wanted. I know how much my grandpa enjoyed. Um, he just he just loves watching baseball and being around the baseball field. So I, I you know my my thought process. One of, obviously, Coach Savage at UCLA is a very very good coach, and they're having a really good year this year. Even I think they're ranked number one right now. But the, one of the main reasons I chose that was because you know it was close enough to home that if you know if he wants to be there, he can be there at any time. Got you. So. That that was definitely a big uh, deciding factor for me. Well, uh, we saw that you mentioned UCLA. Uh, how did you handle when the NCAA prevented you from moving into your dorm at UCLA? Like, how did you handle that? How did you get through that? And, like, what are your, your overall thoughts about the NCAA? Um, I mean, <laughs> that that time was – that was tough, man. That, uh, that sucked. You know, I was I – was, an 18 year old kid who at one point had every, had everything in the palm of his hands to having nothing. And I don't know what the hell is going on. Um, could, you know, could you just elaborate on that? Honestly? Cause like that's so, going to be a big talking point for us. You know, when I was, when I was drafted out of high school in 2014, Houston selected me in the fifth round. Um, and so the way that the draft system works now um, is each each draft pick is allotted a certain amount of mo- it's a slot value, and the teams only have a certain amount of money that they can spend in those top ten rounds, um, you know, to sign their guy. And so my good friend, uh, he's from San Diego, Brady Aiken, was the number one overall pick in that draft. So when him and I were in Houston at the same time for our physicals and uh, you know I, I took my physical the doctor told me we're good to go you pass great welcome to the Astros and about a couple hours later when I was in the hotel we were all getting ready for like a press conference and you know we we're going to go to the game and everything is going to be a big thing um, the scouting director calls me into uh, me and my family, my mom and grandparents, everybody was there. Everyone was super excited. Um, we called us into a conference room and told us, hey, we're really sorry. 
um, but we're not going to be able to get this done right now. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I just passed my physical. Yeah. You know, uh, we, and, you know, so they told me, we'll have you back out in a couple weeks and we'll do this all over again. So I was like, all right. Like, I, I had no idea what the hell was going on. My agent didn't know what was, like, my agent, so my agent at the time represented Brady as well. So they knew what was going on, but they, you know, couldn't tell me anything because of conflict of interest and all that. Yeah. So. That's frustrating, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the, the day of the deadline comes, the day of the signing deadline comes, and I had heard nothing from the team. Um, oh, meanwhile, while, while all this was going on, actually two days before I left for Houston to go sign, um, my dad was in a really bad motorcycle accident, was on life support. So I was dealing kind of with a lot of shit at this time. Uh, like, you know, I was driving, my dad was in Palmdale was the hospital he was in. So I was driving from Orange County to Palmdale a few times a week. And like, it it was crazy. Um, but I don't know where was I going? So wherever the whole drafting comes up, day of the deadline happens. Um, the GM of the Astros sends me an email and offers me with a, with a new offer since they, they knew that they were, uh, not going to sign Brady. They, they, in order to pay me my original deal, which was for 1.5 million, um, they would have gotten like penalties and all sorts of stuff. So the offer that they sent me on the day of the deadline was for like six hundred thousand dollars, nine hundred grand less than we agreed yeah. to. So obviously that's not going to work. Did um, did your mind so, automatically flip to playing college ball at that point? Then <clears throat> yeah, you know, I you know when I didn't come to an agreement with the with the Astros, I was like, all right, you know. I went to bed on the first night of the draft planning on college when I didn't hear my name called and, and then it was Houston and then it was like, all right, back to UCLA, you know, it's, it's <laughs> a great place to play baseball and I'm, I'm most likely going to get another opportunity for pro ball in a couple of years. So, yep. you know, I was excited for that. And so for like the next couple of weeks after that, um, I pretty much was just, I, I, one of my buddies, he's actually one of my best friends was, uh, not enrolling in college. Uh, he was going to play ball, but he wasn't enrolling until January. So him and I spent literally every day together. We'd go to the gym for like freaking three hours and then we'd go to the, we'd go to a park and play catch and just hang out and, you know, we'd play we used to, I dusted off the PS2 and we'd go over to my buddy's <laughs> house. And set it, we'd set it up in his, uh, in his, he had an RV in his driveway and we had this thing set up in his driveway and we'd just go out there and play video, like play slugfest all night, like, and then wake up and do it again. And that's, I mean, my friends are really the ones who like helped me get through that. I think, I think if I would have had to go at that alone, that would have been really hard. Oh, like if I didn't have anybody to like talk to or like, you know, basically be my workout partner and my throwing partner and you know that that would have been really hard were these friends in involved with sports with you or are they just helping you get through it all and just good friends really my the my buddies who i worked out with and threw every day with we played travel ball together um actually the summer before that so you know that that him and i met only a year before that but we were you know we kind of clicked right from the get-go and then gotcha you know it's 
it it worked out really well. My other friends who, you know, I just know them from school and whatever, they've, you know, they're still my best friends. And, <laughs> yeah, <definitely>. you know. <laughs> they don't play baseball, but <laughs> they're just good good people. Gotcha. Yeah, even though um, you know, that situation is obviously, you know, awful. Do you think it maybe, you know, helped like harden you for the professional uh, you know, uh playing field? I I think it made me grow up really quickly and realize that, you know, this is a business. And unfortunately, the reality is they don't give a shit about you. You know, that's that's the way that things work. It's yeah, it's a business and they they need to run a business. And I mean, you're either a part of it or you're not. And they don't lose sleep over that. So, Mm. you know, it is what it is. And you know, you kind of have, I learned, I learned a lot from it. It made me grow up, um, like realize like, all right, I got to (laughs) quit. I got to figure some stuff out here. Um, you know, and that's, that's kind of why I decided to pack up basically and move to Florida to go play at IMG. You know, there was, there was so much noise, um, and just everything going on in California, you know, I, in, I'm from a, Los Alamitos is a small town. So mm-hmm. anytime I'd go anywhere, man, I'd run into someone and they'd ask me what's going on. And it's like, yeah, I, I wasn't even allowed to talk about it because of all the settlement stuff with the Astros going on. Yeah. Like I, couldn't, I, I legally was like not allowed to speak about it. So it was like, I wish I could tell you guys, but I just can't. So I had to, I was like, I got to get out of here. And I packed up yeah. and I moved to Florida. And I know IMG is a big, pushing players into um, the professional level very quickly by yeah. by way of just training them at almost every day. I have a few friends that go to IMG now or went there, and they said it was the best time and the hardest time of their life because <laughs> it was eat, breathe, sleep, football or baseball all day long. So tell us, um, about, tell us about IMG yeah. a little bit. I- you know, I, I liked IMG. Um, so I, I was in the postgraduate program. Um, and you know, as humbly as possible, like I knew I was getting drafted again. So I was like, my mentality was like, I'm not going to take any college classes here. Like they offered college classes, but I, you know, I was like, what's, what's the point of taking three or four months worth of a class, probably not finishing it. And then like, you know, because I, I wasn't staying the entire year. I literally went to get my work in. Gotcha. And so I decided not to take any classes and just focus on baseball. And, you know, I I think we worked out like four or five days a week. And then, you know, I, we'd work out in the morning and I'd come home, chill, watch some TV, like get some breakfast and then go to practice later, do our practice, play a game, do whatever, and then just come hang out with the guys and it was cool. You know, I, a lot of those guys I'm still good friends with. One of them actually works for my trainer now, so that's cool. I get to see him a lot. Yeah, that's great. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the facilities there are unbelievable. Unreal. <laughs> I'm sure. They're, sure. Like, they're incredible. That's great. Um, you you were able to get accomplish your dream of making the MLB. Uh, now that you're playing against the best of the best, what type of, like, tools do you ha- use to handle the pressure when you're playing against guys like these? Um, you know, it's, it's crazy. You know, when you, when you step in the box, like, you know, I went to the, I went to watch the world series game in 2017 and then uh, less than a year later I was facing the Dodgers at Dodger stadium and I was like, what? 
Like, <laughs> crazy. I mean, I got rocked that game, but that that happens. <laughs> yeah. Our new our new third baseman took me for a three yard homer or a three run homer, so I was like, oops. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, it's it was crazy, and basically, you just have to remember, like, these guys are humans too, and like they're you know you can't you can't get so consumed with the name on the back of their jersey gotcha um and that's that's i mean i'm still trying to figure it out man i I definitely do not have it all figured out (laughs) i try to pick as many brains as i can and you know i think i think just remembering that they are humans too and it's like you know they're gonna they're gonna miss pitches and trying not to be too fine um going out there and pitching your own game staying staying within yourself really um you know that's what got me there so did, you need to learn how to not not try to overdo things basically not try to be too yeah. perfect um did that you know, re- just sorry about cutting you off did that did, <laughs> that, uh, did that realization of like realizing that they're just um players as well just men in their 20s and 30s um that are just very good at the game. Did that give you some sort of um, relief and like confidence in yourself and your ability and a, a sense of you belong there and that you earned this? Because I mean, um, going in there, I'm sure you're a little bit frightened. <laughs> pitching, uneasy. yeah, uneasy. Let's put it that <laughs> yeah. way. Um, um, going against yeah, these I mean, big guys, these main main it's guys. Almost, it, it's almost a you know it's almost a way to sort of downplay the situation like in your own head. Like, I think if, I think if, if you sit there and think like, Oh shit, I'm pitching in a major league game today. Like, <laughs> you know, that's probably going to psych you out. You know, I treat, I try to treat every day the same, like whether I'm pitching or not, like, you know, I'm going to be loose and relaxed in the clubhouse. I like to have a good time. <laughs> I mess around with guys. Like that's just my personality. So gotcha. I think, uh, I think just, you know, trying really just trying to just have fun, um, and the rest. I mean, whatever happens, happens. But I, you know, I try to have fun. Yep. So, um, what's what's like the best part about competing in the pros as compared to like amateur sports, like high school and uh, even IMG? Man, you got some really really good defense behind you. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that part's awesome just i mean and you know getting to travel with the team you know in high school you take like bus trips or whatever man yeah. you're in the big leagues and you're you're hopping on a private jet and you're with all your boys and you know you got a big old bluetooth <laughs> speaker full blast on the plane you get there they have chick-fil-a for you like whatever else you want on the plane it's just like dude this is dope <laughs> you know can't, it's, can't I mean, really it's, complain it's, it's so much fun yeah. and and really just like you know, we get we go out. We, you know, we we all go out as a team. We all like we'll go to dinner as a team and stuff. And like that that part's a ton of fun. You know, just getting to hang out with the guys. Like, you know, every we, day is for the boys. We definitely can relate to that with uh, <laughs> with yeah. football out here. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is your favorite stadium uh, to compete in? And just give me some reasons why do you like competing at home uh you like a little smack talk um coming from the opposite team when you're over there um i'll, I'll tell you what having fifty thousand people boo you at dodger stadium for picking off the first base <laughs> that sucks um 
No, I, I love pitching at Petco Park. It's, it's a really, for one, it's a pitcher-friendly park. And two, it's like, you know, it's nice to be in front of, in front of your own fans who, you know, you know that they're cheering for you. Yeah. Um, and not to mention, Petco Park is beautiful. It's it's yeah, one of the it's, it. probably, it's my favorite stadium. <laughs> That's why we go there for college nights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Good beer, too. Okay, great beer. <laughs> Uh, what was I gonna say? Um, last one. Um, go for it. Before games, like, do you have any like pregame rituals or anything you do, like prior to going out there? Um, let's see. I always, I pretty much always wear like the same compression shorts and socks on game day. Um, I usually slam a Red Bull before I go out there. <laughs> I <do. laughs> um, I mean, for the most part days are pretty similar you know we have our scouting report meeting uh probably like two and a half three hours before the game and then you know you go into your activation you do all your activation you go you know the, the, you get worked on by the trainer and you pretty much just get ready um and then you know i don't i don't have any weird like you know i i watched this movie the night before i eat a whole pizza <laughs> the night before and i like there's guys who do that um i just you know i I, I understand that there's intangibles that you can't always be like eating the same thing or you can't always be like doing the same things because we're moving around so much. So I try to, I try to not let my, uh, my routine control me. I try to control the routine. Okay. Well, um, also what is like the, like, I guess the leadership dynamic when it comes to like, you know, the locker room of a uh, you know professional sport compared to you know let's say high school how there's usually those you know couple few people that are always like raw raw types like yeah like what is it like up in you know I guess the big leagues um you know everybody you know I'm there's I I always believe that there's a time and a place for the raw raw stuff um but you know for the most part I like I always try to lead by example um I think, and I think guys respect that more. And I think that, um, like, I know personally, like, I respect somebody more who just shuts up and does his work mm-hmm. than someone who, like, is yelling at you to do your work while they're not doing theirs. It's like, all right, save it, buddy. But, um, no, I, I definitely, I definitely tend to lean more towards the lead by example. Um, like, those are the guys that are the leaders in our locker room. Do you think it'd ever be possible for, say, a rookie to come in and fill in a leadership spot? Um, yeah, you know, uh, obviously every, you know, anybody who's good is going to earn respect. So yeah. that's like, I mean, that's a big thing. Like you come in and you, if you come in and you dominate, like, yeah, you're probably going to be looked up to as like, all right, this guy, res-, like you might not be the leader leader but you'll be well respected um so i mean for the most part guys are you know everybody respects one another but like yeah. there's there's obviously a different level you know do you feel that there's a drop off in um leadership for yourself um game day versus non game day or are you pretty constant with how you're acting um um I feel like I feel like I'm pretty, uh, you know, pretty constant or pretty pretty consistent, consistent. with, you know, how I am around the guys. Like like I said, I'm loose. I like to keep it fun. Um, gotcha. 
know, I joke around a lot. <laughs> I'm in there shooting the mini basketball around and just, I don't know, doing doing weird shit to keep myself okay. <laughs> So uh, we're getting close to the end of this uh, podcast here. We want to ask you some fun questions. Like, what's your favorite memory on, like, the Padres or, like, overall experience with baseball? Favorite me- with the Padres? It would, I mean, my debut. Um, that was... I don't even I don't even remember half the night because I'm pretty sure I was <laughs> I'm pretty sure I blacked out while I went out there to the mound. I was like I was just stoked I didn't throw any pitches off the backstop. So after that after the first pitch of the game was a strike and not off the net, I was like, all right, this is gonna be okay. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, but yeah, so I mean, Padres memory definitely my debut. Um, you guys play like jokes fall- on each other in like the locker room and stuff. You guys, there there are some pranksters, but the pranks up there get a little bit a in, little bit intense. Uh, <laughs> so I kind of I kind of stay out of the uh, out of the prank wars in the big league locker room. Um, like I've seen guy like I've seen guys um, come out to change their clothes, and their clothes are all thrown in the in the cold tub. It's Ooh. like okay, like. What am I supposed to do now? Or like your uniform is like wet and uh, or what was it? Uh, this was last spring training. Um, Joey Lucchese and Clayton Richard were had a little competition in their bullpen. They had a bullpen at the same time, and they were they were like you know whoever hits their spot more like a thousand dollar bet. Jeez. And, and Joey, so Joey won, and the next day when he came in, he had, like, uh, Clayton paid him in 20s, but he just, like, just buried 20s in, like, random things in his locker. So he had, like, all this money in his locker, and he had to find it, basically. Um, the, yeah, the worst prank for my high school was Icy Hot in the Brilliant oh, yeah. Hat. On a- on the ooh, or on your jock strap and the waistline. <laughs> That'll get you. That'll get you. Yeah, and then I saw. I, did, I pulled. I pulled that one in high school for sure. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some people like, like they've shown some videos that are pretty crazy with the uh, what is it, the hot heels where they light the, uh, oh, like yeah. the back on the fire. Like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Little matchbox on the <laughs> yeah. back of your heels, your back of your cleats. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like the, you know, put the bubble gum on the hat or whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that one's all fun and games till it pops, and then your hat's just destroyed. Destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, well, um, we know you're a professional athlete, so I think we're just gonna give up to our final questions. Uh, do you have any other final questions? I don't have yeah. any more. I really don't. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I think we're gonna be good here. Thank you, uh, yeah, Mr. Was, uh, Nix. This was <laughs> a great podcast. Awesome, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thank you again. Yeah. Thank yeah, you a lot. Course. Happy to help. Uh, good luck in your season. Uh, we wish you the best, you. and we'll be out there uh, supporting you. Awesome. Thank you, guys. No problem. All right. Have a great Later. day. Right. Yeah, you too. Right. Later, guys. All right. See you.